it took us too long in my mind and it's on me to flip the switch from a completely security company to an open source driven company it's a cultural change I think the team was amazing in embracing it but it took us a little bit too long to to actually put our actions when our mouth is we would always say we're a, an open source company we're going to open source everything everything in the cluster is going to be open source and then a new functionality will come in are you really going to open it and in the beginning we were very hesitant now i think we as a company embraced it My name is Shauli Rosen and I'm co-founder and CEO at Armo. This is Code Story, a podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries. Like six months moonlighting. There's nothing on the backhand. Who share what it takes to change an industry. I don't exactly know what to do next. It took many goes to get right. Who built the teams that have their back. Our company is its people. The teams help each other achieve. I was proud of her team. Keeping scalability top of mind. All that infrastructure was a pain. Yes, we've been fighting it as we grow. Total waste of time. The stories you don't read in the headlines. It's not an easy thing to achieve, Mike. Took it off the shelf and dusted it off and tried it again. To ride the ups and downs of the startup life. You need to really It's want it. It's not just about technology. All this and more on Code Story. I'm your host, Noah Lapart, and today, how Shali Rosen is giving you actionable and contextual security so you can cancel the noise and fix your Kubernetes. This episode is sponsored by Kiteworks. Legacy managed file transfer tools lack proper security, putting sensitive data at risk. With Kiteworks MFT, companies can send automated or ad hoc files in a fully integrated, highly secure manner. The solution is FedRAMP moderate authorized by the Department of Defense and has been so since 2017. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with Kiteworks. Visit kiteworks.com to get started. This episode is sponsored by ClearQuery. ClearQuery is the analytics for humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. With Ask ClearQuery, you can find valuable insights into your data using plain English. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify your data analytics with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash code story. Shaoli Rosen grew up in Israel, and besides a five-year stint stateside, he has spent his whole life there. Shaoli loves the beach and the ocean, spending time surfing, scuba diving, and freediving. Freediving piqued my interest, and he described it as diving with fins without scuba gear, holding your breath. He has made it 26 meters deep, which requires him to hold his breath for 60 seconds. In the past, Shaoli noticed that the world was not actually ready for Kubernetes. The adoption curve proved to his team that businesses had different problems outside of security. After spending two years of discovery and intimately learning Kubernetes, they spent two weeks to change the game in security using open source. This is the creation story of Armo Security. Our vision and our product is the only product you need to secure any Kubernetes cluster or Kubernetes environment from end to end. Not only the posture, what we call Kubernetes security posture management, but also runtime security, compliance, code security within the cluster and within your Kubernetes environments. The reason we believe we are special 
is because that dedication on Kubernetes and taking the context of everything that is running within Kubernetes, runtime information, Cube API, logs, CICD data, role-based access control data, all of that data together creates a context that enables us to provide remediation advice that is much, much better than the comparable solutions not breaking the applications and continuously making your environment more secure without breaking it. About four years ago, uh, I met my co-founders, Ben and Leonid. I'm not the smart guy in the room, okay? Ben and Leonid, they're much smarter than I. They are super technological. They go into the depth of every bit and byte. Those people who can read binary and ones and zeros and exa and stuff like that. They came with the idea of a really advanced way to do runtime uh, security within Kubernetes clusters. Back then, what we saw is that the, the world was not ready. Companies were just starting to use Kubernetes in production. So in the adoption curve of Kubernetes, we actually figured out that companies have different problems than security. They were handling problems of complexity of the operation and just getting things done within Kubernetes. And that's actually where it hit us, that Kubernetes security is different in the way that developers, and specifically DevOps and platform engineers, play a much, much bigger role also in the ongoing and the responsibility of security when it comes to Kubernetes security. And we decided to take a completely different approach and reverse our journey. And instead of starting from runtime, we decided to start from very simple compliance test, posture management test, just really covering the basics for any DevOps that uh, would like to understand what's going on security-wise in their clusters. We, we decided to open source a tool that will help any developer, any dev, DevOps guy to test their clusters in a three, three minutes to know how it stands against the best uh, and the most popular compliance frameworks back in the days and the NSA and CISA issued hardening guidance for Kubernetes and just in a click of a button, understanding how you stand against those hardening guidelines was a hit. Cubescape, which is this open source, took off like crazy. 8,000 stars in less than, I think, four months in GitHub. Plenty of users, adoption, big companies, small companies. And that's when we decided to make that a big, the central part of our offering and built the Armour platform around that open source. Let's dive into what you would consider the MVP of Armo. So that first version of the product you built, right? How long did it take you to build and what sort of tools were you using to bring it to life? If I gave you like a straight, unformal answer, it would be, it took us like a couple of weeks to build the MVP. And the MVP was basically scanning any cluster against those hardening guidelines from the NSA and CISA uh, that I mentioned earlier. Very simple, just take it, run it against your cluster and, and get the results. You might say two weeks, it's like, it's very quick. It took us two weeks to build it after we had two years of experience walking around Kubernetes, understanding Kubernetes, building different runtime elements around it. It was a very focused uh, effort, but after a very long, you know, discovery period and understanding period of what is important in Kubernetes. 
with any MVP, you've got to make certain decisions and trade-offs. And I, I assume during that you know two-year time frame of discovery, you you figured out what not to do and what to do, or where to start, how to limit your scope, how to do it a certain way, right? So tell me about some of those decisions you had to work through and how you coped with the decisions. The first thing, and it's going to sound so trivial, but it is listening to the users and to the customers and to people that you speak with and test your technology with. When you think about it, it is very easy to have what I call happy ears, happy ears and hearing what you want to hear, even though the nuance of what the user is saying is telling you, I'm not yet ready for this technology, give me something more simple. So I think the main decisions that it took us about six months to start making them, but once we started to make them, I think it was very clear that usability and the ability for the user to understand very quickly what they're getting, what is the outcome of every action that they are doing within the platform. Even compromising, I would say, completeness for easier understanding of the results, for example, that's where we made most of the trade-offs. And you need to decide to leave functionality out of the product many times in order to keep it simple. This episode is sponsored by Cashfly. The web is a competitive place, and if your site delivers its content pixelated, slow, or not at all, well then you lose. But that's where Cashfly comes in. Cashfly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDNs. Through ultra-low latency streaming, lightning-fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits. For over 20 years, Cashfly has held a track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names... Only Cashfly holds the record of being the fastest and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox, where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, Code Story listeners can get a 5-terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free. Learn more at cashfly.com slash codestory. That's C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com slash codestory. This episode is sponsored by KiteWorks. Legacy managed file transfer tools are dated and lack the security that today's remote workforce demands. Companies that continue relying on outdated technology put their sensitive data at risk. And that's where KiteWorks comes in. KiteWorks MFT is absolutely the most secure MFT on the market today. It has been FedRAMP moderate authorized by the Department of Defense since 2017. Through FedRAMP, KiteWorks level of security compliance provides a fast route to CMMC compliance, saving customers time, effort, and money. KiteWorks MFT makes it easy for users to send automated or ad hoc files via fully integrated shared folders and email. Administrators can manage policies in a unified console and create custom integrations using their API. Did we mention it's secure? The level of security with KiteWorks solution is rare to find. Step into the future of secure managed file transfer with KiteWorks. Visit KiteWorks.com to get started. That's K-I-T-E-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Let's move forward then. So you've got the MVP. You've made those decisions and trade-offs. You're, you're getting some traction. How did you progress the product from that point and mature it? I think to wrap that in a box a little, what I'm looking for is how did you build your roadmap? How did you go about deciding, okay, this is the next most important thing to build or to address with Armo? So the great thing was 
the user engagement and the community engagement. Because once you have so many users speaking with you on the community Slack, opening GitHub issues, engaging with you on an onboarding calls and coming to in conferences and knowing about you and testing you, the volume of, I would say, new feature recommendations is really big. And the good thing about volume is you can start to talk about statistical significance. And it's not science, but even intuitively, when you have enough community and when you have enough users speaking with you, it is relatively easy to see what comes up again and again and what is more important. And then we started to run community days and we started to run advisory sessions with our users and, and starting to build the roadmap based on what they say, but also starting to think beyond what they say. It took us back into runtime, but it could have taken us in, 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 in several different ways. So I think it's a little bit to our head of product, Yossi, who did a great job of analyzing and synthesizing what users are saying and also thinking a little bit beyond that, but in the same lines, it gives you a very good direction. And that's the good thing about it. So here you mentioned in some team members, tell me about how you went about building your team. What did you look for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you? In different stages of the company, you need sometimes different people. When in the beginning, you build around a few very excellent executors that know the topic very well. We have our core team around that. And then as we grew and we needed to build you know, more structures and more processes. Then we brought in more management people with the background of actually running processes, even if they are less in the details of the technology. But I think it's the it's a combination. And what I did find is that it is very hard to find all-rounders, people who are good managers, they're good in front of customers, they are very strong in technology, and they have all of it. You're going to have a few of those, a handful of those in your company. You must have them, but you can't build on, on, on thinking that this is the only type of people that you will bring uh, to the company. So eventually we started to hire subject matter experts around a product, around management of R&D, sales, customer success. And, and I think that is proving uh, very well. I do try to hire people from relatively the same industry. So people who work for DevOps uh, tools companies, security companies, because you can't have them completely out of the out of the know of the industry. This episode is sponsored by Cashfly. The web is a competitive place. And if your site delivers its content pixelated, slow, or not at all, well, then you lose. But that's where Cashfly comes in. Cashfly delivers rich media content up to 159% faster than other major CDNs. Through ultra-low latency streaming, lightning-fast gaming, and optimized mobile content, the company offers a variety of benefits. For over 20 years, Cashfly has held a track record for high-performing, ultra-reliable content delivery. While competitors call themselves fast or use cute animal names... Only Cashfly holds the record of being the fastest and serves customers like Adobe, the NFL, or Roblox, where content is created by users and must be delivered in real time. For the first time ever, Code Story listeners can get a 5-terabyte CDN for free. Yep, you heard that right, free. Learn more at cashfly.com slash codestory. That's C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com slash codestory.
Hello. Welcome to the Data Analytics Club. Do you know the password? No, I didn't know there was one. Do you know how to code? Uh, no. Do you know how to query data? Like, ask a question? I guess not. Hmm, I see. Then you can't be in this club. Sorry. Goodbye. Don't be left out of the Analytics Club. ClearQuery is the Analytics for Humans platform. With their full suite of features, you can go from data ingestion to automated insights seamlessly. ClearQuery provides you with the information you need without requiring you to do the heavy lifting. Their Ask ClearQuery feature allows you to ask questions in plain English, helping you find relationships and connections in your data that may have previously gone unnoticed. You can even visualize your data with presentation mode, taking your data storytelling to the next level. Pricing is based on storage, not licenses, and that ensures that you get the most bang for your buck. Don't miss the opportunity to simplify data analytics, your data analytics, with ClearQuery. Get started today at clearquery.io slash codestory. This will be interesting given the, you know, the product you're supporting and, and know and love. Tell me about scalability. Was this built to scale efficiently from day one or with scale in mind? Or you know, has there been anywhere you've had to fight this as you've grown? You never build without scale in mind, okay? We did not make decisions of, hey, we know it's not going to scale, but we're going to do it anyway because it's quicker. We didn't make any type of decisions like that. But did we make decisions that we took relatively quick decisions, thinking that the way we do it is going to scale, but then needed to redo some of the things later on? Yeah, that happened. We always knew that we are a security company, we are an enterprise security company. Our customers, they are usually larger companies if you're very small and you don't have a lot at stakes and you don't have a big environment, then usually you are not that concerned about security. So because we are aiming at relatively large organizations, we needed to have scale really from the get-go. So as you step out on the balcony, you look across all that you've built with Armo, what are you most proud of? The team is definitely what I am most proud of. It's a very strong resilient team. They do whatever it takes to win a deal and to get things done. The company is based in Israel. This team has gone through a war, has gone through terrible experiences on October 7th and still came and still performed and worked and and made things happen in really difficult times. Also, the guys abroad supported I remember Slack uh, notes uh, from team members abroad saying, hey, we know what you're going through. We're going to take, we're going to take whatever we need to do in order to, to help the company at this point. If we need to take some load on ourselves instead of our Israeli colleagues, we are here for you. So it's an unusual circumstances. I think the team and the collaboration and the togetherness that we have managed to create. In my mind, if I'm sitting on that balcony, that's what I'm seeing. And actually, I had that experience. We gathered for, there was a PR, I remember, and we wanted to do a company picture for that PR. Everybody is dressed with the Armo t-shirt, right? And we have this location in Jerusalem where we are, everybody's getting organized and the photographer say, hey, guys, come in. 
come here, come there. In that scene, there was a point where I was like on the side, I was sitting with my coffee, like looking at that scene of those people. Most of them are pretty young, 25 to 35, gathering for that picture. And I said, wow, this is truly the salt of the earth. Okay, Shali, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. The time it took us to understand Kubernetes is really a DevOps, a platform engineering, Kubernetes security is platform engineering focused and that we need to find the right way to get to the hearts of those stakeholders. And then once we knew that, it took us a lot of time to get comfortable with open source. Today, Cubescape and us being part of the open source community, and we are feeling very native in, in the CNCF, the Linux Foundation. It took us too long in my mind, and it's on me, to flip the switch from a completely security company to an open source driven company. It's a cultural change. I think the team was amazing in embracing it, but it took us a little bit too long to, to actually put our actions when our mouth is. We would always say we're a, an open source company, we're going to open source everything. Everything in the cluster is going to be open source and then a new functionality will come in. Are you really going to open it? And in the beginning, we were very hesitant. Now I think we, as a company, embraced it and it took us a little bit too long, um, but I think now we are fully behind it. This will be, be fun to hear. What does the future look like for the product and for your team? I see growth ahead. I always say I'd love to grow in income while not growing too much in, in expenses, right? And I think I have the right team that will take me to a very sizable revenue position. And we don't need to grow the team exponentially in order to do that. I think we have the right processes and the right teams in place. I do see us going more and more into uh, enterprise accounts and enterprise organizations. We are already uh, in many of those and I just see that growing. I see DevOps and DevSecOps and security engineering and security architects all merging together and getting shared responsibility around Kubernetes security. And I think one of the challenges that we already had and that we're going to continue to try to solve in the future is how can our product create joint discussions and shared language between those stakeholders? Because security, they talk the risk language, and sometimes DevOps, they don't speak the risk language. And we see a lot of tension between platform engineering teams and security teams. And I think bridging that gap is going to be the future of Armo and the future of Kubernetes security in general. Let's switch to you, Charlie. Who influences the way that you work? Name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. I have many mentors. One of the things that I am not afraid to do is to consult with many people around me. I have very, I would say, talented and knowledgeable board members. I'm lucky to have them in my board and I consult with them quite a bit. Some might say too much. Right? There is always a balance between how much you want to share with your board. And many people, I've heard the recommendation not once in my life, which is manage what you share with the board, manage the board. I have to say, 
I'm probably not doing that very well. I'm probably, I don't know if too open, but very open with my board. And as of now, in my mind, it was valuable. And I think I am doing that because I feel I have the right people in my board that I can listen to and will give me the right advice. They come from the right places in the industry. They've seen things. They've been where I am. They are, they, they've been entrepreneurs in the past. So I feel like I can trust them and I feel we have a shared interest. So a lot of people in my board, I have many mentors for my army time around leadership that have, I would say, sculptured the way I lead my team. Many times I get this feedback, for example, here in the company that, hey, you are too close to the employees. Like I said before, it's a brotherhood, right? It's a very close community of employees. And I think it's because that is how my unit worked in the army. And I'm still learning and changing all the time because every step that we get to as a company is the first time that I'm experiencing that as a leader. I've been in startups before as in executive positions. There is a quote from a guy who is also, if you're talking about mentors, Pini Yakuel was the CEO of my previous company. He was always saying to me, we grew the company from 20 people to 200 people when I left. And he said, when we were 20, he said, surely I've never been a CEO of 20 people company. And then when we were 50, I said, I've never been a CEO of 50 people company. So every experience also for me is new and I need to adjust and I need to change my leadership style. So I think the people that you put around you are super important to help you adjust to each one of those phases. Okay, Shali, last question. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world and can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? Ask for money early. I think one of the biggest things that many entrepreneurs fall in is they get design partners and they give them the product for free because they want to build the product. But I don't want to take credit for the, for the quote, but I've, I've read somewhere um, a quote which says, when you ask people for their opinions, you get lies. When you ask for their money, that's when you get the real feedback. And I think that's one very practical advice. Start selling quickly. Start to try selling quickly to get the no very quickly because it will always start with a no. That's fantastic advice. Well, Shali, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of Armo. Thank you for having me. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast.
Easier said. Done.